Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Today marks the 40th anniversary of Molly Ringwald making her film debut on August 13, 1982. We spoke in 2016 when she performed at the Amp by Strathmore in North Bethesda, breaking down her music career and her experience acting in classic John Hughes movies from 16 Candles to The Breakfast Club to Pretty in Pink. Molly, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Now, obviously, uh, most of us know you as an actress, but you've all you're going to be coming doing some jazz crooner stuff. Um, what uh, what age did you start actually singing? Well, actually, I was a singer before I was an actress. Um, my father, Bob Ringwald, was a traditional jazz musician, so I grew up singing jazz actually from the time that I was three, three and a half. Um, and I always thought that that's what I was going to pursue. Um, I was going to be a singer when I grew up, and then and then the acting kind of uh, I got a little distracted by the acting, uh, <laughs> and it took me a while to get back to uh, the music. But it's something that I really wanted to do for a while. It's just kind of you know in my blood. And uh, how did you fall in love with that sort of style? You know that that jazz crooner stuff is silky smooth. You know I I just I really. I love jazz music. I mean, my, my dad, um, you know, I grew up listening to really traditional, you know, Louis Armstrong and, um, you know, Big Spiderback and, you know, these, these really old-timey uh, jazz musicians. And I, I feel like the, the music that I like um, is just, a, you know, it's the great American songbook, and I, I feel like it's kind of one of our national treasures. It's, you know, the music is, is so interesting and so witty and... Um, you know, I, there's just nothing like it. Yeah, it's a true uh, American art form. You know, one of our one of our only original ones. Um, tell us uh, who's going to be on stage with you. You know, your band, uh, drums, bass. Um, on piano, it's uh, Peter Smith, and um, on bass, it's um, <laughs> well. Okay, here's who I usually have. With me. I don't know exactly who is booked for this particular gig. Usually, right. it's a. Uh, I mean, for sure. Peter, because he goes with me everywhere. Um, sometimes it's Trevor Ware um, on bass, sometimes it's Clayton Cameron, um, but it might be Gary Wong or Tony Jefferson, so <laughs> I'm not sure. Gotcha. Well, you know, regardless of who's on stage with you, uh, what sort of songs can we expect to hear? Um, you know, some of the stuff I do is on my album, which is called Except Sometimes, but, you know, we're putting a lot of, uh, you know, new stuff. Um, in the group and uh, in the, in the set list, and um, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I'm sort of I'm sort of known for for I'm, I'm sort of pathological about not being able to stick to a set list, but it's, <laughs> it's one of the things I love about jazz is that it's you know it's different every night, and uh, you know a lot of it depends on the feeling that I get from the audience too. You know, I, I, unlike film or or TV, you know, I, 
it's it's one of those those situations where the the audience really kind of in a way informs the what what I do. You know, I think oh, I they're really going to like this song, or they're not really going to like that song, and so I, I like to sort of keep it loose. Well, there you go. There you heard it here first. Uh, Molly Ringwald, pathological set changer. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, much much to the chagrin of my of my musicians. You know, we had to put their, the songbooks in alphabetical order so they could flip through really quickly. You seem like such a connoisseur. I'm surprised it's not chronological order. It really worked. <laughs> what? Uh, I know you. One song we might hear is "Don't You Forget About Me," um, made famous by Simple Minds from Breakfast Club. Um, I, I'm sure you've been asked this a million times before, but. What what do you think makes that song so timeless? And, and you know, why did you choose to sing it in your show? You know, when I was coming up with a set list for my album, um, John Hughes passed away. And, um, you know, it was a big shock to me. And I think, you know, uh, every, everyone around the world, I think he was, you know, pretty beloved. Um, and, uh, and I thought it would really be interesting to do it as, a jazz ballad, you know, and so I worked with Peter and we found these really, you know, he found these beautiful chords to go um, behind it. And it just, I don't know, it's just I wanted to put it on as a tribute to him and also for the people who primarily know me as an actress. Um, I thought it would be like a nice bridge uh, to, to this music that I'm doing now. Um, so I can't say for sure that I will play it i i usually do but like i said it's it's not nothing set in stone well that's good keeps us on the edge of our seats yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I, breakfast club just celebrated its 30th anniversary um i'm sure people come up to you all the time on the street still and say i love that movie um what 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 do you think makes the movie itself so uh so timeless you know i think there there were not that many uh movies that really took teenagers seriously. You know, most of the, the so-called teen movies before we did The Breakfast Club were sort of these almost like sexploitation movies or like really broad comedies, you know, like right. Porky's or Animal House or whatever. Well, that was college, but you know what I mean. Um, so this was really the first time that it took teenagers really seriously. It was from their point of view. Um, and And it was profound, you know, and I think... Everybody has to be a teenager at some point. Everybody has to go through high school. Everybody has to go through that period of time where they feel like nobody understands them. Um, and so it just sort of hits the spot. Um, and also because it only takes place in one day, I think it, it manages to seem a lot less dated than, than other movies. You know, we only have one costume, but the clothes really haven't changed that much. You know, I mean, I see kids at, at my daughter's school, and they're pretty much wearing what Allison wore or, you know, what Clara wore. Um, so I feel like for that, it, it was it was kind of lucky. It, it sort of kept it in, in this um, in the in, in this way that that it just you can't really tell exactly what time period it's in. Um, and I think in, until somebody makes a movie that's as good as that, um, you know, about teenagers, I, I think it's just going to keep speaking to uh, to multiple generations. Yeah, and good luck to that filmmaker who tries to make it as good as that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> bring, bring it on. Molly just threw down the, the challenge. Uh, <laughs> um, you, you mentioned um, Ali Sheedy. Uh, do you st- still t- stay in touch with her or any of the other uh, Brat Pack folks, you know, Amelia Westphalia, Anthony Michael Hall, any of them? You know, I see them from time to time, usually for, you know, like I, I went to South by Southwest, um, when we celebrated the 30th year, and, and, and I got to hang out with Ali Sheedy, um, 
who I love. I mean, all of them, you know, when, I don't get to see them that often, but whenever I do, I feel like, you know, we, even though it was just three months of our lives that we spent making the movie, I feel like we're sort of inextricably linked. Um, in, in our lives because it had such a profound effect on us. Yeah, and uh, all of you uh, inextricably linked with John Hughes. Um, it, it's funny, um, the Kennedy Center just uh, hosted a John Hughes celebration of Home Alone's uh, 25th anniversary, um, which is interesting. You know, in, in, his, in his day, he, he didn't really, you know, get sort of that highbrow love, you know, no nominations, award season, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, but his movies were so beloved by the fans, by, you know, the mainstream public. Um, do you think that, you know, now that he's passed away and, you know, time marches on, do you think that, you know, his, his legacy will continue to grow even in the, you know, um, highbrow circles? Oh. Oh, absolutely. I think so. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think that he really um, got the the sort of respect that that he should have, uh, you know, intellectually. Um, but I don't, I don't really think that he seeked it out, especially. Like, I, I don't think that that was where his focus was. I think he just, you know, wrote these these scripts. He made these movies. He 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 really had sort of a, a unique point of view. But they're really good. I mean, I think he he has you know even even though he he didn't make as many movies as I wish he would have made. I think you know especially the ones that he directed. I, I really think they stand the test of time. I mean you know Breakfast Club and Fifteen Candles and and um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. You know I mean Planes that was, Trains. Yeah, it was so so unique and uh, yeah and I think as time goes on he'll he'll uh, he'll get even you know more more honors. I think, I think, um, it, it, you really sort of hit the nail on the head when you said that, you know, sort of highbrow and lowbrow, because <laughs> it, it really, it does, he does really sort of cross these, these divides, you know, with generations and, and with, um, you know, multiple ethnicities, you know, everybody loves John Hughes movies. It's, it's pretty remarkable, you know, and really, yeah. It's, I, it, it continues to astound me, but, you know, I, I always loved him and his movies. Um, yeah, we're excited to see you at Strathmore by Amp. Um, do, you have, uh, do you have any final words of, you know, what's the final sell? Let's say our listeners are on the fence about coming to see you. They love your movies and they're interested in your music. Um, why should they come out? Why get them out there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not very good at selling myself. I think, uh, <laughs> I, think it's, uh, I think it's just a fun night. You know, it's something that I really enjoy. And I think that if you enjoy something that much, I think other people are bound to enjoy it too. You know, the, the musicians, every musician that I, that I uh, perform with is really great. We just, we just have a really great time together. And I think, uh, you know, the, the feedback that I most often get when people come to the show is that they just really have a really good time and, and they feel really good. So I think uh, if you want to feel good, come to the show. <laughs> There's a cell right there. And see, <laughs> All right, Molly Ringwald, thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.